Hey, it's good to be back for season two of Five Minutes Alone with Pastor Andrew. Um, I haven't made an episode in a while, so I'm pretty excited to get things going again. Um, life is good. In fact, I'm very blessed, and I'm prospered, and I'm healthy, and the world around me is going crazy, but uh, I'm just following the Holy Spirit and listening to His direction, His guidance, and not what the media tells me I should think or feel or fear. So, in the meantime, since uh, since the last time, actually, since I had an episode, I did go preach the gospel in a restricted place um, where I had to kind of fly under the radar. Uh, it's a place where hundreds of people are being murdered. Uh, it's a place where um, millions of dollars are being looted from businesses. Um, it's you know, a place where I was not allowed to be, and I couldn't let it be known that I was there. In fact, I didn't even tell my family, <laughs> um, because it was that serious. And if I were to have been caught in this place, I would have been punished, uh, greatly, fined. Um, it wouldn't have been good. And so I'm not even going to tell you where it was. Uh, but... I wish I could tell you that it was somewhere outside of the United States of America, some third world country, some communist country, but it wasn't. It was in America, the United States. And unfortunately, that is the the way the world is today. And so while everything said don't go to this place, everything in the natural, everything logical, rational and everything intelligent would say, don't be a fool, don't risk it, don't go, it's dangerous, it's illegal, don't. But I kept thinking of this one particular verse in the Bible. Um, <clears throat> it's called Mark sixteen fifteen, And I don't know, maybe you still have that page in your Bible. Um, it's still there in mine. In fact, it, like many other pages in my Bible, it has been marked. Um written on. In fact, mine says, uh, I don't know if you can see that, it says, go. Um, and that's because Mark sixteen fifteen clearly says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Um, so, right there, the testimony of the word says, gives me a commandment. The, the, the commandment of the scripture says to go. It doesn't say if it's safe or convenient it doesn't say unless there's a pandemic. It doesn't say, you know, only go uh, if there, you know, nobody's rioting in the streets. It doesn't say you can go if it it's convenient for you or your mom and dad like it or your your friends think it's good. If your Christian friends approve of it, then go. No, it just says go. And I actually believe that, you know, maybe I wouldn't always go to the places I've been to if I listened to all of those other voices instead of listening to the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Now some people would interject right here and they would say, well Pastor Andrew, I mean the Holy Spirit's not stupid. He's not going to he's not going to tell you to go somewhere that you're not supposed to go. Really? Um, but see, you're right though if you are that person who would contend with me here. 
you're right that the Holy Spirit isn't stupid. In fact, if you follow him, he will lead you into places that are dangerous. He will lead you into places where you might possibly die. But he's also really good at leading you through the darkness of the valley of the shadow of death. He's really good at taking you sort of into the middle of the the danger, using you when others are scared and won't go and have good reason and fine if they don't. But he'll lead you when you're the one who says yes. It's like he kind of takes care of you. He guides your steps. He's the voice behind you in the wilderness and the chaos telling you which way to go. And that's what it was like for me recently. And I took my wife and I took my kids. Um, Did I see anything scary or dangerous? No. The media would make me think that it was that way. It would make me think that it was pure pandelirium, pandemonium, and chaos and bodies in the street. And at some points it has been. But I knew the Holy Spirit said, go. Go now. So I went. Um, And it was fruitful. You know, we handed out some gospel tracts. We proclaimed Jesus as Lord. I was able to minister. So when the world looks like you shouldn't go or you can't go, you got to remember that the Holy Spirit has a way. Now, this isn't the first time I've done something like that. Um, you know, I remember preaching the gospel on the streets of Nuevo Laredo. In, at the height, let me remind you, this was a time period when the this was the pinnacle of the cartel wars. This is when people were dying in the streets daily. And um, in fact, when we went down to the border, uh, stayed on the American side and then crossed over the next day, when we were down there, they literally hung decapitated cartel members from the pedestrian bridge. And so that was my welcome. And in those moments, you kind of think, okay, Holy Ghost, all right, now am I stupid or am I crazy or both? Um, and, but in that, those places, you just have to submit and say, Lord, if you said it, you know, I'm following you. You're leading me into truth, wisdom, and revelation. You're leading me into life. I'm going to follow you. And that is exactly what I did. Uh, we crossed over into to Mexico. We handed out tracts. We ministered to people. We proclaimed Jesus as Lord. And we died. No, we didn't. Um, in fact, there was it was just like the perfect time for us to be there to do what we did. You know, I could say the same thing about standing in the red light district in Bangkok when it's just crazy. And, you know, all kinds of sexual deviance and people selling drugs somebody stole somebody robbed something from us while we were there i mean it's cra- it was it was hectic you know but i can also say we had amazing gospel conversations with people we followed the holy spirit i remember what was interesting really cool about that trip was we felt kind of defeated because it was not um is not a very free place it didn't feel welcoming to Christianity since like 99% of the population is Buddhist and then like half the pop you know half of 1% is Muslim and or Hindu and then maybe there's a just a fraction of Christians but I remember we were kind of discouraged and, we, and I remember praying I was like Lord 
Like, what do you want us to do? And, um, and I remember it was like, go to this park, go to a park. We didn't know where the park was. We were just like, there must be a park somewhere. So I open up Google maps and I find a green space and I was like, let's go there. And so we walk over to the park, we walk inside and there's like two people and I'm like, Hey, do you want a gospel track? Do you want, and then, and then the, the, the attendant in the park, the person there on staff comes up to us and they're like, we're closing in like two minutes. And I was like, such defeat, such what the heck. So we end up having to leave this park and we're standing out on like the main street. Uh, I think it was Sukumwit road, but I can't remember exactly. Um, but we're standing on the, this main street in front of this park and they close the gates. And as we're standing there handing out gospel tracts, I was like, this is our spot. We're supposed to be here. And my wife looks up and she says, did you see the 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 carving on the the gate here like on the stone and it said this park is dedicated to the lord jesus christ which just blew my mind because for one you don't see that in bangkok thailand there's no really aren't any christians there hardly any at all if any i mean there's a very small percentage um compared to the larger population there are christians there and we met some but you feel lost you feel overwhelmed and so you kind of start start thinking like, Lord, did you tell us to come here? Did you really tell me to go look for a park? And, you know, it was that moment where I felt God saying, yes, like I told you to do this. Like, trust me, I'm with you. I'm leading you. And it was just another one of those times where we were in a place that was crazy, dangerous. Um, peop- these guys from Africa that lived there that were in Bangkok and they all sold drugs and they somehow or another followed us around anyway scary time but <laughs> but we made it you know we didn't die in the street we lived and that's just another example um lord said go so we went you know i remember preaching in the open air in denmark um you know right there in, in the main square of copenhagen and it was the most fruitful and productive open-air preaching I've ever had in my life. I mean, we had people come up. Nobody wanted to kill us. Nobody was mad at us. They wanted to talk about it. They said, let's talk about it. You know, let's, you know, let tell me about my sin problem. Who is Jesus and what has he done? You know, he's died for your sins. And if you repent and put your faith and trust in Jesus, you will be born again. You can be born again. It, it happened for me and I was the worst of the worst. It can happen for you just right there in the middle of of Denmark just Copenhagen being blown away by the faithfulness of God on top of that been to Berlin preached the gospel there many times just letting the holy spirit lead us you know we've preached the gospel um in Lima that was a good one um El Salvador when basically whenever it was like, no one will help you if you get in trouble in San Salvador. Like, you, basically everything in the news said, if you go, you, you, you'll you probably be kidnapped. Um, and there we were. And we didn't get kidnapped. We didn't die. And we had some amazing gospel conversations. And so, here we are today. Like, it's, 2000, it's 2020. And... The world needs the gospel. And so in any way, as a Christian, you can get the gospel out. Do it. Um, 
maybe, you know, right now we can't go to Europe, but we will be able to soon. Um, and I'm believing that the door's not going to be closed forever, but I don't, I believe if the door gets open, it'll get closed again. And that's another thing, you know, when I think back over the last, I guess, 10 years, I've been going to different countries and preaching the gospel, you know, and 10 years ago we were saying, we better go now. Like the doors are closing. We may not have the chance to go. The, you know, things are changing in the world. Things are, they're, you're not going to be able to go to all these countries. You won't be able to go to Russia. We went to Russia. You know, they're saying you can't go, you, you know, pretty soon you won't be able to go to Russia. And so we went and we scrambled and here we are 10 years later where that's everything I just said is true. You can't go now. You know, and we knew that then. We had a prophetic word. The Holy Spirit was telling us, go. You you need to go now while you can. There's no promise, no guarantee that you're going to get to go tomorrow. And I think that as a Christian, it's easy to just be like, you know, well, somebody else will go. Or when I get the chance, I'll go. Whenever everything is in order, I'll go, you know. And the truth is, man, you're not, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised another opportunity to go. And so, I, you know, as hard as it is, I'm like, Lord, just tell me where to go and I'll go there. And if it's dangerous, then it's dangerous. You're if and then. I'm, but I'm also at the same time like, God, if you're really saying this, it's on you. Like, it's all on you. You know, whether I live or die, it's on you, God. And I think when you're born again, that has to be the cry of your heart. Like you. You, we have to know that we really truly died at the altar when we were born again. We have to know that we were crucified with Christ and we no longer live, as Paul says in Galatians 2.20. Like, can you say that? I think the reason people don't want to go into restricted places or dangerous places or whatever to preach the gospel is because they're scared, A, and I get that, and if you are scared and you're a Christian, you're born again, you really have the life of Christ in you, then like, you need encouragement and you need to just face down your fears um, because the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love and a sound mind. Greater is he who is in us than is in the world. Get some scripture, stand on it, make it your confession. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I was walking over the pedestrian bridge into Mexico a few years ago, I was trembling. I was terrified. I thought, this is it. We're going to die. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's over. Um, but I was like, Lord, but it's on you. You said this. You called us here. Like we had a witness. People, our spiritual, author, you know, parents in our life, our spiritual fathers and mothers, had the same witness that this was the Lord. So, God, if this backfires, it's on you. Okay. So if you're scared, I get it. Stand on the word. Confess the word. Stir up your faith. Don't have fear. You know, put that fear under your feet. I mean, Jesus said that we'd trample over every work of the of the enemy trample on serpents and scorpions and nothing by any means would hurt us you know the old testament says you know, no weapon formed against you will prosper like we have to have a mindset that if the scripture really says that we can do it that if we go into all the world like and we can be witnesses that we'll have the empowerment of the holy spirit to do it hopefully you're baptized in the holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues because that's what it's for you know, I'm not scared, you know, honestly, because I have a Holy Ghost empowerment. My life changed when I got filled with the Holy Spirit. So maybe you're in that first category, but maybe you're in the second category and you've never given your life to Christ. So you don't see any any real reason 
Maybe you're a religious Christian who likes to go to church, tries to be a good person, um, you know, prays before your meals, but you've but you're not born again. And so because you're not born again, you don't really care about the gospel going forth. Um, like you see people who are missionaries and you think, oh, I could never do that. Or you, you think you don't love people. That's usually a good testimony that you're not born again if you see no love for those who don't know the gospel. Um, so if you're in the, the, the latter camp, repent. Get right with God. You know, put your faith and trust in Jesus and be born again. If you're a religious, lost religious Christian, you need a born again experience. And that in that experience, you'll see how much you don't deserve the goodness of God. And you'll want to see people experience that goodness, you know, not because they deserve it, but because God deserves it, because Jesus died on the cross for them. And so, you know, I go to the nations and I preach the gospel and in different cities and in my everyday life and down the street, you know, in Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. Uh, but, you know, anywhere in the world, you know, and a lot of people, they'll say, well, why, you know, why, why not just preach the gospel right here? And I'm like, I am. <laughs> so that's not an argument. Jesus said that, you know, to people who, when he said in the book of Acts, you know, that you'll be witnesses to me, of me, to, you know, in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, like, he's talking to people who, that literally, in Acts 1-8, when he says, says this, that literally meant, like, the entire world to those guys. Like, basically, Jesus said, you were going to go, and they didn't have no planes. Come on now. They didn't have a car. They didn't have, you know, everyone wants to say they were broke. Man, some money, but they didn't have the luxury that we have. They couldn't get on a train. You know, what, what were they going to do? Get on a boat? Paul does that, and it don't even really work out that good for him. So, and they didn't quabble. They didn't come up with a million excuses for why they couldn't. They were like, let's go wait. And once we get the promise, then let's go. Peter stands up, preaches a gospel message, and wins 3,000 to Christ. And the church is birthed in, in an afternoon. And then the missionary journeys begin. And Holy Spirit would say, go here, don't go there. But they were following the Holy Spirit. Now, as Christians, we just have to be witnesses. We have to, in everything we do, whether it's in our job, at the grocery store, when we're on the bus, you know, at grandma's house, or get on a plane and fly. Go as far as you can. You know, go to Seattle, go to Portland, go to San Francisco. You know, just take out a map and be like, Lord, where do you want to send me? Here I am, Lord. Send me, like Isaiah. I'll go. Here I am. Where do you want me to go? I'll go. But that has to be the cry of your heart when you're born again, is to carry the gospel to the ends of the earth. So, I hope that that is encouraging, because I, I want you to, to know, you know, maybe you don't know me and you're hearing this, like, I didn't fly on an airplane until I was 21, and I didn't fly on an airplane again until I was 26, and I went out of the country for the first time. I didn't travel outside of the country until I was 30 the next time. And so just in the last 10 years, I've, you know, I've preached the gospel in the Ukraine, in Russia, 
Denmark, Germany, you know, I've been to Prague, I've been to Bangkok, Peru, El Salvador, Mexico, and then in the continental U.S., you know, I've been to San Francisco several times preaching the gospel. Um, we've been to Washington, D.C., preach the gospel, and so New York City. All of that is just for me in the last 10 years of my life as an adult, from the time I was 30 to the time till 40. I'm 40 now. Um, so, you know, it's never too late to start. Um, and it's a lot easier than you think it is. So, right now, you can get a passport. There's a waiting list, but according to the U.S. government, just now, within the last few weeks or month and a half or so, They've began accepting applications. They actually had a back order of applications. It takes time. Um, but I just recommend if you don't have a passport, start there. And then just say, Lord, wherever you want me to go, I will go. Here I am. Send me. Holy Ghost, lead me. Sure, it might be dangerous. Sure, it might be scary. You know what? But winning souls to Christ, snatching a a soul out of hell is one of the most, you'll feel the most value as a, as a person, as a Christian, when you know you're winning souls, when you're giving yourself to bringing people into the kingdom of heaven that Jesus died for, that he gave his entire substance and being to the cross so that souls could come to know the Father. And so there is no greater honor than to be a soul winner, to be a gospel preacher, to tell people you've sinned, your sin has separated you from Jesus, put your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus on the cross, Um, be born again. So I'll leave you with that. Um, Thanks for listening. If you can rate and subscribe or whatever it is people do that does increase the visibility of my podcast on um, every platform so youtube itunes anchor whatever but if you want to go straight to my website it's five minutes alone.org uh, you can also get there by the number five m a dot us